Hey, Kenzie, you know what bothers me? What, Casey? Terrible intro music. Oh, bother! Okay, so welcome to our fourth episode of Oh, Bother. Woo woo! Do we have any good, like, four, number four jokes? <sighs> this episode is for you all. Oh my god, no. No. <laughs> we changed locations. Now we're at Casey's house. So apologies for any echoes that might be in this episode, because my house is kind of echoey. Alright, so let's go ahead and get into our little baby bothers of the week, our bother botherlets. Botherlets. As, as we're calling them. Um, I'll let you go first, Kenzie. Oh, because I have mine locked and loaded. Alright, so some of our listeners, one of our listener. Bothered me today because he told me that he listens to this podcast and looks for ways to annoy us from it. Gonna give a little shout out to Killian. Don't be like Killian, other listeners. That sounds like Killian. It's a very Killian-like thing. I (laughs) admire the resourcefulness. I do, yeah. It's a very Slytherin thing. I should appreciate it as a Slytherin. If you're going to look for ways to annoy your friends, listening to their podcast is also like a nice, kind-hearted way to do it, though. It really is, yeah. Then they get listeners, and you get info, and it all works out. (laughs) I was definitely like, you and my mom are our only listeners. (laughs) Our last episode has seven listens, so... Ooh! Look at that. Yeah. Maybe maybe someone's not telling us that they're listening to our podcast and they're just kind of like interacting with us in everyday life. Maybe someone else is gathering information about us. Maybe it's like a long game for them though. Maybe they're going to hit us where it really hurts. Like they're waiting for the hardcore bothers. What do they know about us so far? They oh, know God. that uh, we... Wave a license plate in your face. Uh, and that'll really get to you. We don't. We, <laughs> we don't know how to pronounce names of restaurants. <laughs> We're iffy about license plates. Um, and uh, our last one was about self-help books, so... I mean, like, for mine, like, you'd have to come to my house and, like, spill water on my floor while I'm wearing socks. Mm-hmm. And then I'd just take the socks off. So really, like, you don't have a lot of dirt on me. Someone's gonna steal all my... Like, slightly large Tupperware. <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna put it in the fridge at the break room. Ooh. And someone's gonna take it from me. I have a follow-up to that. Okay, so I have this one Tupperware, and it's glass. And mm. it's the only one that fits my bread in it, so I bring it to work every day. I almost said school. Isn't that funny? Anyway, um, I feel like a child going to this job sometimes. But in a good way. Um, so anyway, I'm sitting there, and... Brad, one of our, he's not a manager, but he feels like a manager. He has a presence. One of our superiors. He's a superior for sure. Um, He saw me and he was like, that is the cutest little sandwich holder (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, I did, it's the only one that fits my bread. Nice. Yeah. So that's come full circle now. Full circle. All right. My baby bother of the week. Yeah, I had a hard time coming up with one this week, but I think I'm going to uh, call out another oldie that wasn't necessarily from this week, (laughs) but it is something that bothers me. Um, It has to do with Harry Potter. Like uh, me and Kenzie were saying, we could probably do an entire episode on Harry Potter bothers, but um, I'm going to use one this week as my little bother. 
uh, and that uh, is about the brooms in Harry Potter, specifically the brooms that they use in Quidditch. Um, specifically uh, at the uh, high, you know, well, not the high, high school level, the school level, um, the Hogwarts level. So there's a whole thing in, you know, uh, the Prisoner of Azkaban uh, in the book, and I mean also in the movie, where Harry is gifted with a very fast broom. I think it's a firebolt from an anonymous a person that someone uh, he doesn't know who gives him this broom, but it's a fast broom, and everyone's really jealous because it's this super cool fast broom. And as now that I'm older, I'm kind of questioning why why are they allowed to have different brooms at this school level Quidditch? Because that just seems like it gives an unfair advantage to the rich kids, because the rich kids can buy the fast brooms. Well, and remember, like at one point, Malfoy's dad bought the entire Slytherin team firebolts. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think you got to make friends with the rich kids. I think that's the moral of Harry Potter's story. Harry Potter had a rich friend. I mean, Harry Potter was the rich friend, it turned out. Casey, I think it's a, it's a lesson on networking. Ugh. <laughs> I'm horrible. <laughs> anyway, that was, my, that was my little bother of the week. So let's get into our main topic of the week, okay? So uh, <laughs> I'm taking point on this one because this is uh, uh, something that's kind of bothered me for a while, but it also fascinates me, okay? <laughs> and it is the uh, the history of pirates. Like, not just pirates in general, but specifically the history of pirates bothers me. Before we get into this, should I talk about why pirates in general bother me? I guess so, sure. Yeah, because mine's going to be dumber than hers, so we're just going to, like, we're going to start with the dumb and then lead into the smart. We'll lead into the informative educational right. part of this podcast. You and I will both learn something today, listener, but before we get to that, um, I'm bothered by pirates because at one of my workplaces in college, I got into a huge argument with the entire co-working staff, including my boss, about whether pirates were better than ninjas. <laughs> and it got ugly. Like, I don't even know why it got that ugly, but it did. And I just, like, pirates, to me, they're, like, dirty criminals. And they don't have any cool powers. And they just live on a ship. And they're nasty. And they steal things. So, I don't know. I've never liked the Pirates of the Caribbean. That's never really been, like, a thing that I've been into. So pirates bother me, and I got made fun of for most of college for just not liking pirates. Who do you think would win in a fight? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the Power Rangers? What? It just it feels like a similar debate, so who would um, you think would win? I mean, probably the Power Rangers. Mm, cool. Yeah? We're on the same page there. I too yeah. think the Power Rangers would win in a fight. You really think ninjas with turtle packs? Like they have to carry around a turtle body. I mean, this was the versus... hottest. This was the hottest debate in my high school was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Power Rangers. Who would win? It was very evenly split on both we sides. We definitely pirates versus ninjas was a big thing, and I think the ninjas would win in that case because the pirates are all rum drunk, right? I mean, that's definitely a popular conception of pirates was that they were oh my all God. on rum. Ooh, but... We're gonna like, we're gonna like get into <laughs> pirates today, guys. Maybe she'll change my mind. Who knows? Well, I'm not, I'm not even trying to change your mind on whether or not you like pirates. My mind, Casey. Uh, pirates were, you know, criminals, but they were also, uh, you know, 
they're kind of cool. Like they did kind of do some interesting things in their lives. But we're we're gonna get into that a little <laughs> bit more. So, like I was saying, I'm not necessarily bothered by pirates, although I do agree that we maybe uh, sensationalize them uh, too much. Uh, because they were, you know, criminals and a lot of murderers and did a lot of bad things. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. What bothers me about pirates is their history and the way that it's been recorded. So, what not a lot of people realize is that the modern conception of pirates and how we picture them was mostly derived from one book about the history of pirates. Okay, and it was called The General History of the Pirates. And pirates is spelled with a Y, P-Y-R-A-T-E-S. And that's not even the full title of the book. The book was originally titled A General History of the Robberies and Murders of the Most Notorious Pirates. Okay, so this book was first published in 1724, okay? And it was published in two volumes, all right? And it was so popular that by 1726, two years later, it had a a fourth edition was released. Like, this was an insanely popular book. But the thing about this book is that, well, there's uh, multiple reasons to question its accuracy. First of all, we don't really know who the author is. It was written by someone uh, named Captain Charles Johnson, but that was most likely a pseudonym. Uh, scholars have theorized who the author actually was, but we'll get into that more later. And also the the book, The General History of the Pirates, features a lot of like obvious embellishments in the book. Um, there is a lot of like actual history there that can be traced back using like court documents and burial records and that sorts of things. But there's other things in the book that are obviously embellished. And the first book, uh, the first volume of the book, uh, is a little bit more accurate because it was uh, the first volume was all about contemporary pirates. This book was uh, written in the 1700s, and the pirates in the first volume that it covers, all the biographies in the first volume, were about pirates who were doing their thing in the 1700s. But then volume two is about earlier pirates from the 1600s. And most scholars agree that three of the accounts in that second volume are likely completely fictional. Like, three of the biographies are just straight-up fictional. And again, this was a book that is being marketed as actual, true history. Wait, is there, like, magic in it? Yes. Oh my god. In three of those... (laughs) In one of those three fictional ones, um... What people believe to be fictional, one of the guys, uh, one of the captains, the pirates, um, he gets killed by his crew, assassinated, because they believe that he sold his soul. Like oh. he, he did a little bit of magic, sold his soul, and that was how this ship escaped. Wait, it was Davy Jones? Did he sell it to Davy Jones? It was not. It was not a Davy Jones situation. Okay, no. who is Davy Jones? Uh, gosh, I actually don't know that story off the top of my head. Is that something that SpongeBob made up? No, it's definitely not something that's. Oh, okay. Uh, but anyway, so this book. But the thing about this book, though, is that even though it's you know part actual history and part uh, major embellishments, it completely shaped our modern perception of pirates, okay? So this is where the, uh, this is the, in the general history of pirates, this is where the idea of pirates burying treasure is first introduced. (laughs) This is where a flag named the Jolly Roger is first mentioned. 
this is where you first hear about pirates missing legs and having peg legs. Like, wait uh, a second, the Jolly Roger is a flag. So the Jolly Roger was, I think, the first pirate ever, and it's like, and in uh, a lot of like pirate lore, the flag with the skull and the crossbones—that's known as the Jolly Roger. No idea. And this was first mentioned in a general history of pirates. Were you the person that told me that pirates put? Oh no. I was watching a thing on the History Channel before this. I did a tiny bit of research. Nice. <laughs> I watched a YouTube video on pirate, like, attire. Um, mm-hmm. And apparently, they used to use eye patches to condition their eyes to be able to see at night. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Exactly. I've so heard that before. New? Or it's actually not, not, not at night, but for um, going up and down from the bottom of a ship. So, like, when they're up on the top deck, it's, you know, bright outside, so they have the eye patch on so they'd see out of their eye that doesn't have the eye patch on, and then they, they the other eye would be covered with the darkness, so then oh. they would go down into the darkness of the ship, and then they would take off the eye patch, and then they'd be able to see better down with the other eye when they're in the darkness what of the I ship. What if I started doing that instead of using sunglasses? You think that would scare people at work? It would turn you into an icon, I'd say. I'd become like the eye patch job title we have. The other day Insert we were talking job title here. <laughs> the other day we were talking about is there anyone normal that we work with, you know? And I don't know if there necessarily is. So maybe the goal should just be to be the weirdest one. Yeah. We're not we're not allowed to mention where we work, but we have like 200 coworkers, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we work in a big in a big place where silly things happen. Maybe it's maybe it's Disneyland. Maybe I think you not. could just start wearing an eye patch, and they legally wouldn't be allowed to question you about it because it could be a medical situation. I feel like they would, though. I feel like they'd be like, "That is not on brand." True. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, anyway, uh, so back back to pirates. <laughs> that's a good thing to bring up, though. That's uh, yeah, that's that's like a, an example of you know actual true pirate history. What about scurvy? I mean, scurvy is definitely a real disease that you okay. can still get. It just, just uh, scurvy is just a lack of vitamin C. Did you ever watch Kimmy Schmidt? Uh, no, I have not seen that show. But do you know who her friend is, Titus? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so at one point, Titus contracts scurvy because he doesn't eat any fruits or vegetables. Yep, <laughs> yep. That I mean, that can happen. That can happen in real life. Yikes. <laughs> Um, so a popular theory about who actually wrote A General History of the Pirates um, is that uh, it was written by Daniel Defoe, who was the author of Robinson Crusoe. Now, this theory was first suggested by a scholar named John Robert Moore in 1932, uh, and it's a theory that's still thrown around today. He did a huge study on it, looking at like all of Defoe's writings. To see if it matched up at all. Um, but, I mean, people aren't really sure if it if that theory still holds any water. There are other names that are thrown out there, but usually Daniel Defoe is the one that is most often attributed to. But we still don't know for sure. <laughs> Captain Charles Johnson could have just been a pirate. <laughs> could have just been some guy <laughs> who wrote this book. And that's, uh, that's another fascinating thing about this. It but could it, have been a lady. Could have been a lady. It could have been. It could it could have been a child. It could have been anybody. <laughs> I, I feel like it wasn't a child, though. Do you think 17th century kids could write novels? There are some wild stories in this book that are the kind of 
uh, fodder that I think could only come out of a child's imagination, but <laughs> some of this stuff was true, so it isn't completely from someone's imagination. So I talked about how, like, this shaped our perception of pirates uh, that continues to this day, so burying treasure, Jolly Roger, all this stuff. It also kind of shaped our perception that pirates are these, like, wicked, cool, awesome people, no. right? These, <laughs> the way this book is written, like, again, this is supposed to be, like, a historical textbook, it definitely... Uh, propels a lot of these pirates into almost mythical status in a way that I don't think most history textbooks traditionally do. That's one of the reasons this book, you know, sold so well. These characters are interesting. They are living, like, these wild, crazy lives. Um, Does it talk about the rum? I don't know. I've not read the books. I don't know if it talks about the rum in there. Is Captain Morgan a real person? Um, not that I'm aware. Let's look at a list of all the pirates it mentions. It does not mention a Morgan in this book, I believe. But, you know, let's talk a little bit about some of the pirates that it does mention, because there's some... <laughs> there are some cool pirates out there, and... I mean, these were real people, but... The question is how much of these details of their lives are accurate, alright? So I think first we should talk about some lady pirates... Two of the most famous female pirates of all time, and also just two of the most famous pirates of all time in general, um, Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. I have not heard of either of them. Well, you're going to learn about them, because they're, <laughs> they're interesting people, okay? So, these two uh, were famous for dressing as men Ooh. and working as pirates on the ship of another very famous pirate who went by Calico Jack. <laughs> yes, another real person. <laughs> um, but again, much of be a good cat name. Yeah, mu- yeah, it would be. <laughs> so much of what we know about these two women's lives comes from a general history of the pirates, especially Anne Bonny's. Like, again, these two existed, but most of what we know about their lives comes from this one book, which makes the information a little suspect, but let's go over it anyway, because it's kind of cool. Anyway, <laughs> the two women uh, had very similar childhoods. Uh, they were both dressed as boys from a young age mm. uh, for two different reasons, so... Mary Reed's mother was kind of running this, like, inheritance scam, which was why she dressed her uh, daughter as a boy. And then uh, Anne Bonny's father dressed her as a boy uh, for a completely different reason. She He was raising her to be, like, a, a law clerk or something along oh. those lines. That would have been cool. Yeah. Why didn't she could have gone to law school? Why did she become a pirate? Well, uh, that ended up not working out. So both, both oh, of God. these do- girls were illegitimate. Didn't pass the bar. Uh, so, uh, no. So what happened was <laughs> she was uh, being raised as a boy so that her father could sort of hide her from uh, his wife because oh. she was the chi- child, uh, and Bonnie was the child that her father had with his servant. So, oh, but eventually his wife found out that he was raising this girl as a boy and that that was his illegitimate daughter. So his wife cut off his allowance and so he took the servant girl and they moved somewhere else and they managed to mm. do fairly well for themselves anyway and that's when Anne Bonny stopped dressing like a boy um but Mary okay. Mary Reed uh continued dressing like a boy like into adulthood so she could serve in the British military mm. right but then she fell in love with a fellow soldier a Flemish soldier uh, during the war that they were fighting uh, and then they got married Oh, but her husband died pretty quickly. What? Yeah, so which is really sad. So she started dressing like a man again, so oh, she could go back to the military. It's exhausting. Yeah, and she did that for a while, but um, that wasn't like her career wasn't really going anywhere in the military. So she hopped on a boat that was mm-hmm. setting sail for the West Indies, 
and then her ship was captured by pirates, mm. and she basically joined them immediately, and that's how she started becoming a pirate. Um, but Anne Bonny, uh, she she lived a different life. So when she was in her teens, she married a pirate named James Bonny, um, and her father didn't approve of Bonny because Bonny was um, a poor poor sailor and not even that good of a pirate, like. Really well, didn't I mean, have a lot going like, for it. if any parent, like, if your parent, or if your mom, like, if you bring home a pirate to your mom, you think she'd be psyched for you? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying James Bonnie was a catch. He yeah, was... like, pirates are not good enough for any woman. No, and especially this one, because this guy wasn't even that, that good at what he was doing. He was, wait, so he wasn't just a pirate. He was, like, a shitty pirate? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was, a, he was a bad pirate. Oh, my God. Um, and then, so, he, and again, he wasn't making a lot of money as a sailor or a pirate. Mm -hmm. Um, So he started working uh, for the governor on this particular island that they were on. Uh, And uh, and basically he was a snitch to the English authorities. Like, (laughs) he was an informant. He started snitching on the other pirates. Oh my god. And Anne... What a loser. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And Anne Bonny did not like that. Like, he didn't... She did not approve of that at all. That's not hot. So anyway... (laughs) And Bonnie on this island they were on, they started hanging out with, or she started hanging out at these taverns where all these other pirates were frequenting. And that's how she met Calico Jack. Um, his real name was John Rackham, and they became lovers, all right? <laughs> and uh, so Jack tried to give James Bonnie money to divorce Anne. Like, hey, here's some money. Divorce your wife so I can marry her. And James Bonnie was like, no, I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to let you Wait, so if she's... Give- on a pirate ship, and she's dressed like a man. Anne Bonnie hasn't done that yet. Anne Bonnie. Oh no, 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 no. Okay, so she's still Lady Anne. She's she's still Lady Anne. Okay. She is still married. She's still married to James Bonnie. Okay. Jack, uh, Calico Jack wants to take her away. Okay. Uh, but James Bonnie is on principle not going to divorce her, basically, and not going to take Jack's money. But he really should have just taken the money because yeah. they left anyway. Like they just right. left. <laughs> okay. Love finds a way, man. Right. Um, so at that point, that is when Anne started dressing like a man again. So she became a part of Jack's crew. Um, and no one on the ship knew that she was a lady except for, uh, except for Calico Jack. Has anyone made this into a movie? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but it would make a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so Anne became a part of Jack's crew. And uh, around the same, or or a little bit later, uh, Mary Reed also became a part of Jack's crew as well. So they're on the ship together. And this is, this next story is one of my favorite parts of the story. It almost certainly cannot be true. It's great. (laughs) So again, no one knew that Anne was a woman. No one knew that Mary was a woman. Not even each other. Well, this is the next part of the story. So at one point, Anne Bonny goes up to Mary Reed thinking that she is Mark Reed. And she tells Mary that, like, she is a woman. She's like, I'm a woman, and I think you're hot. And no! At that, <laughs> at that point, no! And at that point, Mary Reed is like, whoa, whoa, I am also a woman. Ow. Cool your jets. And then that's how they found out that the that each other, that they were, uh, that they were both women. Which is so too crazy to be true, but it's a pretty funny story. I but, feel like that could be true. It could be, but yeah, that's, that was the story that Anne thought... Mary was an attractive man, so she revealed her womanhood. That's really embarrassing, Mary. though, yeah. because then you're like, "Oh shoot, I thought a girl was a like an attractive man." Yeah, I don't. Mm. There were there are other contemporary accounts of like there was this one lady who was uh, captured by on like Calico, Calico Jack's ship, and mm. they're being held hostage by um, well all the pirates, but she noticed um, 
Mary Reed and Anne Bonny, this woman who's captured, and she was like, she she could tell that they were women. Yeah. So I don't know how they were actually hiding out on this ship full of men, but I guess they were managing it. Well, I mean, I feel like it could have been the situation where Calico Jack was just like, okay, this is Mary. It makes her feel better if you pretend that she's a man. <laughs> you know? like or She Anne. also made it through the, like, the military. Like, Mary made it. She was in the military for years oh. as a man. No, I feel like Anne. I mean, yeah, Anne. I feel like Anne was probably, like, basically a woman wearing pants. And then Calico Jack was like, hey, man, I love her. And it makes her feel better if you call her <laughs> sure. Or sir. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, these two women were uh, on Calico's Jack for some time, but then they were captured in 1720 along with the rest of Calico Jack's ship. And then um, Calico Jack was executed for piracy. That's and- such a bad pirate name. Calico Jack. It sounds like like he's a quilter or something. <laughs> it's kind of cool, though. But anyway, <laughs> he, was, he was executed. I don't take him seriously enough. I think it sounds cool. Anyway, <sighs> they were all captured in 1720. Yeah. Um, but he, and then in 1721, he was executed, um, but they, uh, were saved from execution by claiming to be pregnant. Oh. Yeah. So, That's I think they actually were pregnant also. Both uh, of them? Yeah, so. Actually, yeah, if they're in a ship full of men, men pirates. Well, yeah, and I mean, also, Anne Bonnie was very much in love with Calico Jack. And well. also, I feel like if, if Mary wasn't. A very convincing guy. Then Mary probably got some unwanted pirate <laughs> D. Anyway, yeah, there was like Anywho. a rule. There was a rule back <laughs> in the day that was basically like uh, women could get a stay of execution if they were pregnant. Like they wouldn't be executed until after the baby was born. You know what? That's nice. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah. that's good. That baby didn't do anything. Uh, but anyway, Mary died in prison anyway before mm. her uh, before the baby was born. Uh, so, and there are burial records that show that she did die. She was, uh, uh, I think buried in the church? <laughs> where, where was she? Uh, bur- yeah, buried near St. Catherine's Church in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, it, what happened to Anne Bonnie's unknown. It shows that she did give birth, but then nobody really knows what happened to her after that. Maybe so- she's still alive. <laughs> Maybe not still alive, but people have been said that they've been able to trace her, uh, trace her all the way to like the 1780s Damn. in South Carolina. So that would have been like what? 60 years later. So there are records that say that, may, or like maybe she possibly did live past that, or she might have uh, just been killed. No one really knows. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's Anne Bonnie and Mary Reed again. A really cool story from the general history of the pirates is the kind of thing that would would make for a great movie, right? Like you're saying, yeah. is this ever a movie? This is the kind of stuff that movies are made of, which is why it's a little suspect as actual history. But hey, man. I think that might be true. I think they were There's real... a lot of crazy stuff in history. That's true. They were, they were real people. They yeah. were real women who dressed up as men on this ship. Um, it comforts yeah. me to think that they had that awkward conversation. Yeah. Like, even back then, pirates, lady pirates were more awkward than I am. Yeah. That's more awkward than I think anything I've ever experienced in my life. Let's talk <laughs> about another pirate. All right. Lay him on me. Edward Teach, better known as Blackbeard. All right. All right. So this guy was major drama queen. All right. 
This guy was all about the theatrics, okay? So his whole deal was he wanted people to fear him. He wanted to be seen as an intimidating force. Because at the end of the day, it was a lot easier to uh, get what he wanted just by getting people to surrender rather than just, you know, murdering all of them mm-hmm. uh, and, like, destroying their ships. Like, he didn't he didn't necessarily want to do that. He wanted to get people to surrender. Oh. Um, I mean, that being said, he did kill a lot of people. But that this was his thing was... He, he wanted people to fear him. Okay. So Blackbeard was known as Blackbeard because he had this very thick, long black beard. Yeah. That uh, it's very straightforward nickname. <laughs> uh, and, which was pre- and it was a pretty unusual style for the men of the day, so it was very striking. He was also a very tall, uh, broad-shouldered guy. Uh, and then in addition to that, he would do crazy stuff. Like he would stick a slow, he would light matches or fuses, really slow burning fuses, and he'd stick them under his hat. So when he was, no, when he was fighting people, there'd be like smoke coming out of his head. Like it was really, it was a scary thing. Like it was very, it was very intimidating. Uh, so, uh, that was one of his intimidation tactics. Um, and so he actually was not active for a very long period of time. He was only active uh, on the high seas as this very formidable pirate for maybe uh, like a year. Uh, but in that time, he just created this insane reign of terror that has uh, made him one of the most famous pirates to ever live. Only one I can name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he would do these... He At one point, he started like hosting these crazy pirate parties <laughs> on an island, like, like with Calico Jack and all these other famous pirates of the day. <laughs> Because uh, he had this one governor in his pocket. Uh, one of the governors of the nearby islands was... Um, one of the governors of a nearby island was uh, completely in his pocket. So he uh, started doing like really outlandish things like hosting these pirate parties. Uh, but ultimately, that kind of uh, those kind of stunts would end up uh, leading to his downfall. Uh, and, uh, and a pirate hunter would... Eventually hunt him down, and they... Wait, there are pirate hunters. Oh yes, there were like anteaters. Yeah, like anteaters, there there were people whose entire job was yeah to like hunt these hunt these pirates down. That sounds um, more badass than being a pirate. That's definitely honestly these the early seventeen hundreds were a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> like if you were in the Caribbean, like it was terrifying, but. It would have been, it would have been, you'd have a lot of stories. I just feel like the pirate movies I've seen are not as interesting as what you're telling me today. And I'm really disappointed with Disney for not picking up some more interest. Because, like, I don't know. Pirates of the Caribbean just didn't seem that great to me. I I have a soft spot for At World's End. And the Black, Curse of the Black Pearl is a pretty good one. No. They're just so I like icky. <laughs> just like take a shower, y'all. You're right with, near with the, what? <laughs> they're right near the ocean. They could just jump in the water and then come back. I don't understand why they're so nasty. Uh, anyway, some other things that Blackbeard did. He uh, his ship was named the Queen Anne's Revenge. Oh, yeah, my. Uh, what else did he do? He once uh sort of formed like a pirate alliance. Oh, yeah, the Pirates Guild. Uh, not exactly. It was just, I think it didn't have a name that I'm aware of. It was just like an alliance of all these pirates. And they <laughs> formed this crazy blockade uh, outside of uh, Charleston, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina? One of the Carolinas. Yeah. 
and which at the time was known as just Charlestown. And it was one of the most uh, uh, well-off cities in the United States at the time. Um, which, no, we wouldn't even have been the United States yet. Just in America. We oh, were, the yeah. colonies? Yeah, in the colonies. Wow. Uh, Charlestown was... Uh, why can't I think of the word? <laughs> the, one of the wealthiest cities in the United States. Anyway, they blo- they formed a blockade so none of the merchant ships and trading ships could get through. So they were basically holding the entire town hostage. Mm. Um, which worked out pretty well, I guess, for them. Not for the people of Charlestown. Yeah, it worked out really well for the pirates. <laughs> um, but yeah, so his his image was so intimidating that when he would uh, like board a ship, the people on the board would basically immediately surrender because it was much cool. better to just surrender rather than find out. You know what will what will black what would have Blackbeard have done to me if I had uh, actually tried to fight him off. So his whole theatrical thing really worked for him. He oh. Had, he understood He the, didn't have, like, legends going around about him, like, how he ate, like, people's eyeballs while well, his body actually, was still alive. Or there's anything. actually this really, uh, this is one of the stories that's in the general history of the pirates, and it's about uh, one of uh, his crew members named Israel Hands. So, <laughs> yeah. So at one point, they're all just, like, sitting around, uh, and Blackbeard pulls out one of his pistols and he snuffs out the candles and he just like boom boom like fires into the dark and it hits one of the crew members it hits his real hands hits him in the leg so he's just like uh lame basically for the rest of his life in one leg and uh and they're like what what did you do that for and he's like well if i don't kill one of you every now and then you'll all forget who i am wow yeah so i feel like he said it with that level of confidence too (laughs) If, if I don't kill you guys every once in a while, you'll forget that I'm a badass. Yep. Yeah. It's exactly how Blackbeard talked. So he was a very uh, fearsome, fearsome pirate back in the day. I wish I had pirate energy, you know? Blackbeard energy. Arr. Big Blackbeard energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you have that... He really... I hate to use this phrase, but he really understood the power of branding. He knew yeah, how to br- he, understood, he did. He understood his own brand. <laughs> he was the first Apple, if that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I... <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Um, what else could we talk? Anyway, so a lot of these stories. So th- another thing about like Edward Teach or Blackbeard is that we don't know much about his early life. And I guess that's one thing you could say about A General Who's of the Pirates is it doesn't try to really tell you much about his early life either other than he probably was a privateer um back in these days a privateer was basically like a legal pirate so like when these countries were at war they would set like you know privateers (laughs) on on missions to go out you know basically basically pirate other ships so privateers were basically pirates uh as well as this one source put it they were basically privates or they were basically pirates with papers. Oh, okay. So they were illegal, illegal, but then after these wars were over, there was like thousands upon thousands of men without a job. So a lot of them turned to pirating and we don't remember most of them, (laughs) um, but we do remember Blackbeard. So it's likely that's how he got his start as a pirate. Um, How do you get into the pirate industry? You start out as a privateer, (laughs) apparently. (laughs) One of the train. Anyway, 
So those are a couple of the more famous stories from a general history of the pirates, but this is a long book filled with dozens of pirates. Uh, and I've not read the book. I just read like summaries and biographies of all of these. Uh, but... Wait, so that's the only book we have on pirates? I mean, it's not the only book that we have on pirates, but it is like the only uh, contemporary one, his like history that was written during the time of these pirates. Mm -hmm. Like, a, like the only, I mean, there's obviously like court documents and articles and mm -hmm. whatnot, but this book is the only collection of all of that stuff and it features some very um obvious flourishes <laughs> on on the truth <laughs> nice. uh but anyway yeah so what can we say about this you know i don't know i'm still bothered a little bit by pirates now i'm bothered that like they didn't tell that story in about a movie oh i mean i i think there probably is a movie about mary reed and bonnie out there um, be I a just, good miniseries. Yeah, so I there is a miniseries about Blackbeard out there. Oh, but um, like, who cares? But when we're talking about like, Mary <laughs> Reed and Anne Bonny, like comparatively, when you first asked, like, is there any movie about them? I was like, in my head, all I could think about was when I was in college at my like university. Uh, someone did make a short film about Mary Reed and Anne Bonny when they were like like in prison. Mm. and it was actually like the production design in that first student film was really well done but I didn't even know that was who it was supposed to be until later on when I learned about these two of them I'm like oh it was these two pirate ladies that's yeah. who it was uh, but yeah someone needs to read that yeah nose goes <laughs> <laughs> okay so as a conclusion to this whole piece about pirates about a general history of the pirates um, I think it's a really interesting case of, uh, how fictionalized accounts of something can shape several generations worth of, uh, perceptions of something, in this case, pirates. Um, this, the general history of the pirates was super influential to, uh, many writers later on, like Robert Louis Stevenson, who wrote... Uh, Treasure Island, right? Yep. Or, yeah, who wrote Treasure Island. Um, also the like author of Peter Pan based mm. uh, Captain Hook off of stuff he read in the general history of the pirates uh, is super influential. And then uh, and then you can see a lot of these original things in uh, or like a lot of stuff from a general history in like we're talking about Pirates of the Caribbean, like mm. Pirates Without Legs, Pirates Burying Treasure, The Jolly Roger. Um, pirates just live in these cool lives <laughs> full of debauchery, but also like camaraderie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like there had to be a lot of debauchery though. Oh yeah. 100%. I mean, it's a bunch of like 20 something men just like out on a ship, not bathing. Basically. Yeah. Basically a frat. Live like a pirate's life was not a glamorous life, but a general history of the pirates was the first book to make it seem like it could be glamorous. I feel like it was glamorous, but like not in a clean way. Does that make sense? Like I feel like you can be glamorous without showering. I don't know. I guess these people were all very famous during their like during the present time as well, uh, oh. or when they were when they were alive. Like Blackbeard mm -hmm. was a very famous pirate. Um, Anne Bonny and Mary Read. Um, 
they were, uh, well, I guess maybe not until they got captured, but Blackbeard was very famous, um, but he was, it was more of like a case of infamy rather mm. than fame. Um, he, they weren't famous for good things, but right. everybody knew who they were. Yeah. And so they will live forever. So yeah, I guess basically <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm bothered that our entire uh, conception of pirates comes from one book that may or may not be super accurate. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know if it necessarily matters, because at this point we all know that yeah, the book wasn't as accurate as it could have been. I'm bothered and not bothered at the same time, because I think... I mean, to me, as a fiction writer, I would rather have a good story than accuracy, mm-hmm. because, I mean, that's just, that's my bread and butter. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm bo- that's why I came to this fictional city. I'm bothered and fascinated at the same time. I yeah. think what bothers me more is that not more, that, uh, not more people uh, know about this. Mm. But now that's what we're doing. We're educating the masses. We're raising awareness, so... That, I don't know, like, may- maybe we'll gain more listeners or maybe we'll lose a couple. Maybe, like, <laughs> five people. My mom and four other of our friends will learn that pirates aren't quite what they seem. No. Or maybe, or maybe they were and this book was totally accurate. We just don't actually know. We don't know. <laughs> we'll never know. That's what happens when you only have one source. <laughs> I think it's all true. If it is true, like... I'd like That'd to be wicked it's cool. All true. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I guess this is the conclusion of our fourth episode. Wait, we're going to do that thing that we do. Oh, wait, yeah, no, yeah. No, no, we're going to do the positive thing. I almost forgot. Let's do that. I don't have Posit- one. I know I don't have one off the top of my head oh my either. God. I'm so tired. I had such a long day at work. Um, I don't know. People were nice at work today. I don't have like a specific thing that unbothered me. I guess in relation to my other bother. It's nice that one of our coworkers listened to our podcast. That is nice. I'm yeah. unbothered by that. Yeah, I've had a couple coworkers say they listened to it. He That's called nice. us, and I quote, surprisingly funny. Oh, well then. Yeah. Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll take it. That's nice. You know what? My anti-bother for the day, or for this week, is I baked some cookies today. They were delicious. And I'm going to bring them to work tomorrow. Ooh. Uh, and I hope people like them. They usually like my baking. I think they will. Yeah. Yeah. I use uh, I use baking to get people to love me. Yeah, I used to do that, but then I got lazy, so I was like, you know what? I don't really care anymore. <laughs> That's when you know you've uh, achieved, like, true self-confidence. No. When you can... <laughs> When you can stop baking cookies to get people. I don't. I don't know if that's what I'd call it, but I think it's just lack of caring. Reach self actualization. No complete Uh, apathy. That's a that's a good uh, one for our self help episode, actually. So is apathy the same as confidence? Uh, man, I (laughs) never asked myself that, but now I wonder. See, I don't care what people think. I but think, does that mean I'm confident? I think you're confident. I don't, I don't care. I think we're both confident. Anyway. I don't know. Our self-help tip for this week is, <laughs> like last week we said, if you want to get people to like you, just listen to them when they're talking. <laughs> Maybe also hand them a cookie. Yeah. While they're talking. 
Not while they're talking. Like, wait for them to stop. That's super rude. While they're talking, just put the cookie in their mouth. If you want them to shut up, just like, just just put a cookie in there. Shove it right in there. And they'll love you. They'll love you forever. I'm going to try that on one of our coworkers tomorrow who probably doesn't listen to this podcast and hopefully never will. Oh man, I need a list. (laughs) You need a list of who. Of who listens to the podcast? Of who you think doesn't. Oh. I mean, like, it's got to be 195 of them that don't. That's true. Yeah. It's a long list. Anyway. Anywho, listen to our podcast, girls. We'll talk about you on it. Anyway, this is the actual, (laughs) this is the actual conclusion of our podcast. Um, Thank you for listening to episode four. I I think this was an informative one from start to finish. (laughs) I hope you all learned something. I'm a big, I'm very passionate about education and history. So I hope you appreciated um, a little lesson about pirates. Casey has a full page and a half of notes. So thank you, Casey. A little round of applause. It's quiet because Casey gets mad if I make loud noises on this podcast. I have one last thing to ask you, Kenzie. What's up? Are you ready to finish the podcast? Bye. Bye.